Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I am John Handigan in studio with Miss Jean Cedar. And, of course, we have on the line from the beautiful city of La Paz, uh, Mike Ritz, a.k.a. The Grizz. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We're going to have a good time today. We better have. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You took time yeah, off from we fishing. We don't have a good time, John. I'm going to take my toys and go home. Well, you'll probably just go back out on the water. But Yeah, uh, okay. I was out there yesterday. It was great. Oh, really? Well, Grizz is uh, down in the Baja, California, sir, in the uh, City of Peace. Where were we fishing yesterday, Grizz? Uh, I was fishing out in front of the coyotes. There's a lot of Sierra right now. It's that time of and the year. then, John, I had my daughter down, so I took her over to see the whale sharks. Fantastic. And, you know, that is something to see for anybody. Good. Well, yeah. we're going to have a chance to talk about that a little bit later on. And then, of course, Jean Cedar, who uh, I don't even know how to uh, how to introduce her because she has, gosh, if I say you're a legend, that would make you sound too old, and you're not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you but, for that. But <laughs> uh, Jean has been a, a, an angler, used to be on the team for salsa, or salsa. Uh, well, that too. Uh, we ate a lot of that. The yeah, Salas no, Jig Team. The Salas Jig Team. You used to own Hook, Line, and Sinker. You In Santa to, Barbara, that one. used to be the president of uh, Becoming an Outdoors Woman. Uh, Santa Barbara Fly Fishers. Yes, and uh, president of Santa Barbara Fly Fishers. Okay. Taught for Becoming an Outdoors Woman for uh, a number of years. Grizz, are you, uh, are you impressed yet, or should we keep going? <laughs> I will get her in a boat with me, and then I'll be impressed. <laughs> there you go. Just just hand me a jig. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, we're going to do a lot of uh, fun stuff today. Gene and Grizz, I'm sure, have a lot to like to share. And then we have the uh, world-famous Scott Layseth from Hunt Fish Cook. Maybe he'll tell us what to do with some of that fish if you've got anything left in the freezer this year, Grizz. Well, of course, yeah, you, I've got a few. You don't freeze it. You go out and catch it every day. That's right. That's the best way to do it. Okay. Well, we would like everybody to stay tuned. We're going to have a great show. This is Cork and Fork Radio, and we appreciate everybody tuning in. Gene, we'll be right back with you. Are you ready for a whale watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year. And there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. 
Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISHRAP. That's 877-FISHRAP. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. It's time to fight fire with steel. To advance truck technology with an available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class excludes hybrids. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on V6 4x2. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group LLC. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with Gene Cedar, and we also have the Grizz from the City of Peace in Baja, California. Sir, on the line with us, this looks like it's going to be the, the last one for 2013. 2014 is going to be a fantastic year. Before I get started, I would like to get people to join us on Facebook, which would be Fish Talk Radio. And if you do a posting, we'll maybe even do something nice for you. And then, of course, our website, we're just finishing that up, which is Fish Talk Radio. And Grizz, while we're there, we might as well mention ASOBonline.com. And you can also listen on that one, too. So, Grizz, thanks for coming in, sort of, this morning. Grizz, thank you for coming in. Gene, thank you for coming into the studio. Okay, uh, let's talk about fishing. Grizz, well, give us an idea. To talk about. Okay. Jane, you were, we were just talking. What's your favorite fish to catch? Oh, boy. That's a tough one because uh, is I'm... That, is that salt or fresh, Chris? I was just going to say, yeah. Um, yeah, salt water. Okay. Okay, salt water. You know, I think that probably um, plastics for calico bass um, down there, Cabrilla, um, or fly lining chovies for the same that would probably be my my number one in finesse fishing, and then probably number two. Hey, I know I'm going to go against your grain here, Grizz, but uh, I just think there is nothing like seeing a rooster tail behind your line when that wahoo picks up that jig and 
has it sideways in his mouth, and you've got to set that hook and slide it into that hard mouth, and then yeehaw, or wahoo. Wahoo. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they're great fish. They're fast, but they're, <laughs> you know, three good runs out of a wahoo, and then they come in like a little puppy. Well, you know, they but three. They don't hang out there. It's not a big fight for the wahoo. That's, I like that. That's true, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I've I've caught a nice one. One of my jackpots when I was uh, on the Solace Jig Team down off uh, Revilla Gigueros, I think, was about an eighty pounder, and um, I remember enjoying every single moment on that fish. So you know, some of them give you a little bit more of a tug than the others. Well, I'll tell you what. Have you ever caught monster rooster fish? Um, I have caught some good size rooster fish uh, when I took my sister down to Loretto and um, and we had them you know crowding bait that they were after fairly close to shore and that was pretty exciting that was live bait fishing. Now what are you calling a nice size? Well you know I am not one of these gotta be a big fish person. I like the activity and you know when that flare goes up of those uh what do you call them on the roost? dorsal? The, yeah, the dorsal. The but is that all? I comb. mean, they're, they're, the, the comb. comb. Yeah, the comb. Thank you. I knew there was a special thing there. Anyway, I mean, that was so exciting. So those were probably around, um, I don't know, maybe twelve to fifteen pounds, and that was a that was a good tug. They're fun. Well, I would love to have you down here, Jane and Fish, with Charles and I. We target over eighty pounders. <laughs> My biggest <laughs> one right now is one hundred and twenty-four pounds. Oh, that's a monster. New world record. Yeah, I didn't know they got that. And I would love to take you out for those. Okay, it's a deal. It's a deal. Okay, (laughs) you got me convinced. (laughs) But uh, you, you, uh, well, we're finishing up. I think next year we might do some reminiscing next year, which will be next week. uh, Do some reminiscing. But uh, Grizz, why don't you just mention real quickly some of the highlights of your uh, fishing adventures for 2013? Well. Number one is breaking the world record with a 124-pound rooster fish. That has got to be uh, number one. Okay, now let me ask you real quickly, though. Is that an all-tackle record, Grizz, or is yes, that on a certain pound tackle. test? Okay, that's an all-tackle. All right. So all what tackle. were you fishing? What pound test were you fishing? I was fishing uh, 60. 60, okay. And the next thing would have to be, John, like we did, winning the uh, best show of the year award for Outdoor my uh, adventure mm-hmm. south of the border right best uh, television show of, uh, from uh, from the outdoor writers association and then of and course then also john i just won which you don't even know mm-hmm. the highest rating uh family show on travel channel with Mets. chef mm-hmm. on the water i just won it yesterday oh awesome awesome well and we so also I guess that, th- there you go and then having the health and having my son fish beside me and living at the beautiful place I do in Baja, California, I guess that's really what's the highlight of my life. Yeah, you're living the dream, that's for sure. And, Gene, we just had a good time up doing something uh, off the water, but uh, what was what, maybe one of your best experiences on the water this last year? Okay, besides the pheasant that we just went after, mm-hmm. that was fun. Um, I would have to say... That there again, Grizz, you'd be probably disgusted at this, but you know, I, I turned 60 in August and I took myself for two weeks um, all around Ireland and huh. ended up uh, hooking up with some of the uh, fly fishing team, women's team, 
international and men's, and they offered to take me out on this little stream down by this pub. I was staying in the B&B above the pub and took me out for my birthday. And I'm telling you, some beautiful rainbow trout and then some smaller uh, browns that they are very proud of over there. But underneath, if you can picture uh, one of those ancient old stone arched bridges creeping up into these special little holes, picking your spot and casting into those. And as I got under the bridge and moved upstream, I had to eventually cast parallel to the water because when I hooked into a fish and went to set the hook up, I was scraping on top of the underside of that uh, bridge. And I'm telling you, that was like a dream come true. It was that, just sensory overload. That the, the visual. And, of course, that's what being on the water and fishing is really all about. It's great if you can get a lot of excitement, activity, and maybe even yeah. bring home your uh, dinner for the night. But any place you go that's on the water. But Europe, that sounds... Uh, that sounds very interesting. I'm sure that yeah. there's a lot more to it than just the water. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I have to say that, um, you know, I, I lived in Mexico. I went to school in Guadalajara. And um, years ago, uh, I've done a lot of traveling in search of fish, mostly. <laughs> but I have to say, and I know that a lot of people would agree, that the Irish people mm-hmm. are the friendliest. I had the most fun, and that wasn't always just in a pub. although I did meet a lot of nice people there. Um, Anyway, and I just had a fabulous time. Two weeks of just nirvana, just cruising around the country and and getting into it and the people and and the fishing. I brought my fly rods with me and uh, just stopped off at streams and fished and Mm -hmm. met people. And uh, they were just very forthcoming with information and and being helpful and and rescuing me when I needed it. So Hey, Grizz, that sounded an interesting subject. One of these shows in the next couple of months, let's see if we can do something on fishing in Europe. I don't know how or when the concept of fly fishing and how it uh, maybe have changed from one to another, but there was a time not too long ago that the only reason you went fishing was to put uh, fish on the table. So the, the whole well, you know, John, was, over there, it's, uh, you know, I've been over there. I'm, you know, uh, I don't know if Jane knows this, but I am a fanatic on fly fishing. I was a guide for many, many years on the Yellowstone in Montana and also the uh, Bighorn River in Montana. Oh, yes, I love the Bighorn. So, well, there's the Glory Hole, the Grizz Hole, all of those. I named all of those. <laughs> but I, I named... the first one to put a drift boat down the horn. Did you? But I named the aquarium because of the heavy fish in that hole, and I'll never forget that spot. <laughs> oh, the, you know, the horn, I've been, you know, I started fishing the horn in 1978. And uh, do you remember the Bighorn Trophy Outfitters? Um, no, no I've, all, I've fished there a couple of times. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, so go ahead. Well, the Bighorn Trophy Outfitters was right as you pulled into town, was on the side with all the drift boats in the hotel, the Orva shop, and all of that. I owned all of that. Great. Grizz, we were going to have to get out of here pretty yeah, quick. We go to, we're, go- huh? we're going to go to uh, Scott Leith, Seth, hopefully coming up, and see if we can find out what to do with some of that fish that comes out of the water, and maybe if you got some in the freezer. He's uh, a lot of fun. You guys are going to enjoy him a lot, and we certainly appreciate having him on. Jeannie's going to be sitting here. Grizz, you're not going to go anywhere. You are. Nope. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be right back.
the Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara, Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at Costa Baja resort.com if you're looking for a magical and unique gift for someone special look no further than the skies above you santa barbara soaring specializes in glider rides making memories that last a lifetime experience santa barbara the san Inez valley and central coast with the silence of soaring purchasing a gift certificate is just a couple of clicks away visit santabarbarasoaring.com pick your ride and the certificate will be sent directly to you just in time for the holidays let santa barbara soaring help you provide the gift they'll never forget. SantaBarbaraSoaring.com The water on the lake is smooth as glass. We might get you sunny. We might get you bounce. Oh, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Let's go fishing. Come on, let's go fishing. They're in the water, look at them shine. There goes a big one, that one of mine. Play out my reel now, just how Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with Gene Cedar and Mike Ritz, the Grizz from La Paz. And this is kind of fun. It is. So we're hearing some old stories from, well, some, <laughs> yeah, old stories from some young anglers. Yes. Oh, there you go. Thank there you very go. much. I'll take that. <laughs> okay. But uh, now that, it, it is different. But Grizz, I, I, I think that might be an interesting subject to talk about fishing in Europe because it is different. They don't have the national park system that we have here and all the open areas, but they've been doing it for a long time. And apparently... What do you, is it normally private property that you fish on there, Jim? Well, there is some, but there are streams. You know, I just 
cruise along, and then I'd find one that looked good, and I'd go to the nearest little spot to ask a question. And uh, I was buying my licenses for five euro, which you know is just about six dollars and fifty cents, which was a great deal when you go even out of state. Here you're paying, you know. 30 or $40 for uh, just a few days. So it was a great uh, great opportunity to fish a lot of waters without having a lot of money out of pocket. It encouraged me to try new. And, you know, Grizz, that I have narrowed down my um, bucket list to two words, and you can appreciate that. New water. That's it. It's yeah. very easy. New water. Yep. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, sounds like fun. But we did manage to track down Scott Layseth from, gosh, Scott, you've got so many different things going on. I'm not sure how to introduce you, but I will say that you're probably the foremost um, expert on preparing wild game and fish with uh, Hunt, Fish, Cook. And what's the name of your show you have on now? Well, the new show is Sporting Chef, and sorry for the delay. I was chasing a runaway dog. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. But one of the things that you were going to eat him, Scott, <laughs> <laughs> or did he have um, a, or was, did he have a pheasant in his mouth? No, hot dog, no, hot dog fell off the no, grill. No, he was yeah. out looking for a pheasant. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Scott, we got you. So let's kind of get in. You've got so much information that I'm. We don't really have enough time. We need hours to talk about what you do. But let's talk a little bit about what you do is you obviously like to hunt, fish, and cook. And the cooking part is a thing that we would like to hear some more about. You know, Grizz fancies himself as a uh, <laughs> uh, a bit of a gourmand. You know, I like to cook, and that's because I like to eat. But what you do is a little bit different. Let's, I'd like to find out about maybe something to do with what we have in the freezer. But let's start off with some basics, Scott, if you don't mind. First of all, when you're catching fish that for table fare or game, can you want to just spend just a, a couple of minutes ex- telling us what to do first? You know, with fish, the biggest mistake that people make, and I'm sure it's been covered a million times on your show, is that they don't keep it cool. They don't bleed their fish. And once you get the fish home, one of the things that I always recommend is that people wrap it in two-ply paper towels. Hmm. People will take a beautiful fish fillet, put it into a Ziploc bag or a Tupperware container, and let it float around in its own fishy juices for a couple of days. And then they want to know why it doesn't taste all that great. Hmm. Um, I learned from working with sushi people that every day these guys would come in every morning and they would rewrap, they would take the old wrapping off their, off their fish, and they use a good two-ply paper towel that's absorbent. Um, every morning when you come in, if you haven't eaten that fish yet, you rewrap it in paper towels to absorb the moisture. Before you leave at the end of the day, you wrap it again with two-ply paper towels, and it's amazing how the next morning there's still going to be, you're, you had a dry paper towel that's now wet. Um, I keep my fish as dry as possible. That way, if I'm going to add some olive oil seasoning to it, slap it on a grill, it's not going to compete with all these nasty fish juices. If I'm going to throw it in a pan with some white wine and a splash of this and some fresh herbs and lemon, um, it's not going to compete with all these fish juices that are coming out. So every day, keep it dry um, and, and not soaking in a, in a container. And with game, you know, game's a little more forgiving, especially the dark-fleshed game. Um, I actually like to age my, 
larger cuts of game, and I basically put it in the refrigerator, uncovered, on a rack with a pan underneath for five or six days, and that helps to remove a lot of the capillary blood and waste, and, and, it, and it actually makes it taste better. Um, brining is another great way with both fish and game to, um, to add better flavors. You know, I don't cook a duck or a goose without first soaking it overnight in a, in a mixture of one gallon of water to a cup each of kosher salt and brown sugar. That gets the blood out, the brine in. The brine is just mildly salty. What it does is it adds moisture, it adds flavor, and it doesn't try and disguise the flavor of the duck or the goose, but it makes it taste infinitely better by getting that blood out. Well, that's well. That's we just finished up with uh, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas and turkeys. That makes everybody now is brining their turkeys. That's boy, I didn't know about that. Uh, uh, keeping the fish dry, I would have thought keeping it away from the air was more important. Well, I mean, but if you're going to be, keep it wrapped in paper towels, this is in the refrigerator. So mm-hmm. if it's going to, and, and you'll notice you can take a perfectly dry piece of fish, um, vacuum package it, freeze it, and three months later you take it out of the freezer, thaw it out, and all of a sudden your mm-hmm. previously dry vacuum packaging bag is now full, full of water. Interesting, interesting. Well, Grizz... <laughs> Um, I don't know. Maybe you're learning a few things, too. I, I thought you already knew everything, but I'm learning some stuff. Uh, Scott, do you want to give us some tips for people like myself that may have maybe some halibut or salmon or um, Dorado in the freezer? And, you know, it lasts a long time. But it doesn't last forever. Give us some tips on what to do when you take it out of the freezer and maybe some ways to prepare it. Well, when you take it out of the freezer, once it's thawed, again, the two-ply paper towels, wrap it, press it until those paper towels are dry. Start with a dry piece of fish. And what's cool about cleaning out the freezer end of the year with random pieces of fish, my favorite things to do, two favorite things to do, one is fish cakes, which you can use. You can either cook them or use it raw. You basically just kind of rough chop it. You can put it in a blender and pulse it a few times. Use your favorite crab cake recipe. I like a little panko, egg, um, mayonnaise, lemon juice, jalapeno. You Basically, you're forming cakes out of it, browning it, just like you do a crab cake. One of the cooler things is if you butterfly a big shrimp, you dust it with flour, and you leave that red uh, tail, the shell on the, of the tail on the shrimp, and then you build your fish cake around this butterfly shrimp with that mm. big tail sticking out. So kinda, that looks really cool. Kind of like an overly stuffed shrimp, huh? Looks like a giant stuffed shrimp, but wow. you've used up all of your, mm. your random white fish that you've got in the, in the, in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, either a Manhattan or a, or a New England-style chowder is great with leftover fish, with little smaller pieces of fish that you're thinking, it's not enough to make a meal, but it's a great way to make chowder. And start the new year off with a very, very healthy chowder, especially with the Manhattan, with the tomatoey chowder, as opposed to the cream-based chowder. You make your broth, you make your stock, celery, carrot, onions, um, put the tomatoes in there. Once your stock is done, you take the larger hunks of fish, you throw it in there. It will break up on its own, but it only needs to be in there for about five or six minutes, and then you have a Manhattan-style 
very variety of fish chowder. Scott, we have some recipes of yours on the website for Fish Talk Radio. And what I really enjoy about you is I like things that are simple mm-hmm. uh, and taste good. Right. <laughs> you know, and you're, you've got to be, you've got that one down because you, with just a few ingredients and, you know, your recipes, you can give a recipe in 60 to 90 seconds and you can fix it in 15 to 30 minutes. So well, that's, and, and yeah. that's the whole thing. If you've got a two-page, three-page recipe, nobody's going to use it anyway. Yeah. Oh, don't you hate it when you turn the page and it says refrigerate overnight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if the list of ingredients yeah. is longer than yeah. your, you know, well, it's, 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 there's an excellent chance you're not going to have half of those yeah. ingredients anyway. Right. Hey, Scott, would you, I know this is a, 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 a because you're so busy. Would you mind doing a posting to Fish Talk uh, Radio uh, Facebook, or send me an email so we can post it on the chowder recipe. Sure. Okay, we'd appreciate that. And pictures, and maybe a picture of you, too. If I have a chowder picture, that's better. We'll there see. you go. Hey, Grizz, what do you think about that? I learned something. I did, too. But uh, we've, we've got, well, let's see if we can still find them there. And do you have any other uh, easy recipes for us? You know, you know, any kind of, like, tacos, um, you know, eat little croquettes that you make out of little pieces of fish. Um, you can make sandwiches out of it. You can make a great spread. You can take your leftover cooked fish. And leftover cooked fish is normally it just kind of works its way around the refrigerator and then you throw it away. Um, if you take that leftover fish, leftover cooked fish to make fish cakes, it works great. You can mix it with cream cheese. Fresh herbs, jalapeno, onion, and make a great spread out of it also. Put it on some crackers at New Year's. You can stuff it inside jalapenos, wrap the whole thing with a little prosciutto. makes a great appetizer. That sounds excellent. You know, um, I always cook, uh, Scott, extra salmon. Mm-hmm. because I plan ahead that I'm going to make uh, what my girlfriend from England calls these salmon butties, which is their <laughs> little light sandwiches uh, or sure. a spread for crackers okay. and that. And uh, when John and I recently went up uh, north to do some pheasant hunting, he had made he had smoked some salmon and then made a salmon spread. And that was just the best thing for snacking on, putting on uh, bread or crackers. It was just excellent. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe I'll give you my recipe for the salmon spread. There you go. Uh, and Scott, the same recipe yeah. works great with basically with any kind of fish. Salmon right. obviously holds stronger flavors better because okay. it's a more pronounced, okay. oily fish. Scott? <laughs> yeah. gonna, it looks like we ran out of time, Darn. We're going to have to bring you back. I appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah, see if you can get that posting up so we could do that, and then uh, we will also give you website information. You're listening. I'll give it to you. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. 
Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at VAGABUNDOS.com or call 800-474-BAJA. For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk unless we step up and lead the fight for real-world conservation. That's what the Sport Fishing Conservancy is all about, doing what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio with Gene Cedar. We have the Grizz uh, also kind of helping out with the party, calling in from La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And we've just been talking about food and how to best use um, the bounties that nature provides for us. And we now we have Mark from Nacimiento on the line with us. And Gene, you could probably spell that. I, I think I could I could do it. But basically, it's uh, it's in the kind of northern, southern California, central California, I guess, coastal area. Beautiful mm-hmm. place. The weather out here has been fantastic. Uh, we have uh, not had a lot of rain the last, what, 30 years or so at least, but at least the last few <laughs> years. So, you know, we're, we're looking for either a big snowbank or some rain here pretty quick. But we got Mark on the line from Nascimento, and he'll give us an idea what's happening in that part of the world. Mark? Uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, when you indicate that the weather's been fantastic, that's relative. Uh, yeah, it's been sunny and nice, but we are definitely looking for rain. Uh, but that said, we're, you know, our, our fishing is still 
pretty good up here uh, in Nasimano. Um, we have, uh, although we're only at about 25% lake capacity, that hasn't slowed down our, our spotted bass bite. And we continue to have uh, successful tournaments out here. And as I said, the, the fish du jour right now is our spotted bass, and we're getting consistent bites. Um, now and then we get a catfish for those individuals that are looking for catfish. But uh, but the low water is not has not slowed down the the bass bite at the lake. So are those pretty deep, um, Mark, for the bass? What there? I'm hearing is that they are catching them around the shore, so they're not they're Ooh. not too too deep. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're you know, the bass are looking for cover, but uh, uh, from what I'm hearing, that's where they're getting them. And you know, they they a lot of these are tournament fishermen that are up here either getting ready for a tournament or in a tournament, so they hold. Right. Some of their secrets kind of close to their vest, but sure. that's hey, what I'm hearing. Mark, you mentioned something. Uh, you know, is it good or bad? You know, with the lake being so low, you got a lot of shoreline to fish from now, don't you? That is well, true. And, about and trees and rocks. water to have yeah. to, to deal with. There you go. So that there is you go. True. And in fact, uh, if I could just say we're a little bit into San Antonio because San Antonio is at about five percent capacity. Whoa. In wow. fact, it's below any launch ramps that we have. However, um, there's there's not too much water, but the, but what that uh, results in is a lot of fish in a little area of water. <laughs> okay. And we're seeing, seeing a lot of stripers that are boiling and being caught by those people that will hand launch. Wow, that's awesome. Now, if someone from is escaping the, you know, the rain from up north or the cold from the east coast, uh, it's a great place to go. You're kind of located... Uh, in a very beautiful area, kind of in the middle of wine country, exactly. south of San Francisco, north of Los Angeles, and it's a, a great place. And what kind of facilities do you have if people want to come by? Uh, we have um, what we call lodges. They're actually townhomes, very nice, uh, you know, made service every day. We've got 19 of them. Uh, if you're looking for a more rustic uh, adventure, we have trailers that are set up permanently in our campsites. Or if you're really adventuresome, we do have campsites. If you want, if you have your own rig or, or want to uh, tent camp it, uh, so we we have a wide variety of facilities. If you wanted to stay at Nasimena, we do have an operating launch ramp. Um, we have on on Lake Fuel. Uh, we do have a marina marina store. So we still are offering all the amenities that we have in the summer, even with the low water. And as I said, it hasn't really slowed down the fish bite. Well, it just goes to show, no matter what time of the year it is, you probably don't have to go too far, but if if you want to get in and just make me make a road trip, I would suggest we do that. Maybe we'll get Grizz to, Grizz to drive up from La Paz. That'd be great. Come come to wine country. You, you won't regret it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can fish with you and you can, we can drink a glass of wine, I might just do that. Oh, okay. We can do that. Good. I thought you were going to come up and start whining, Grizz. <laughs> no, okay. I do that down here. Okay. No, he's whining, not whining. Whining. Yeah, whining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, you did a great job, as a matter of fact. We really appreciate that. Uh, maybe you should do this uh, as a career. Well, anytime you want to call and get an update. Yeah, we well, yeah, gonna, have okay, facilities up here that are, that, are, that are beautiful. And it is so. beautiful. It is a beautiful lake, and it's in the summertime. It's incredible because it's it's a great place for water skiing, water sports, and, and it's just a, a fun place, and this time of the year might be a good place to check it out. And what is your website there, Mark? Um, it's nacimientoresort.com. Okay, and anybody that can spell that wins a prize. But you <laughs> look it's it up. just like you it did. sounds. Nas- it actually is just like it sounds. Nas- Thank you. Nacimiento, right? N-A-C-I-M-I-E. 
Nasi Miento. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I was close. Anyway, good luck on finding that. But you will if you try. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. We appreciate it. Anytime. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye-bye. Hey, Grizz, we're having a good time. We're glad you're here. So, so Grizz being down in Mexico, um, he might be able to uh, translate that. Okay. So what do you think nacimiento means? It, it sounds like it's got some of our heritage. Oh, no, actually, what does actually, it mean? Is there an, an Indian? Yeah, yeah, it's an Indian word, It's an yes. Indian. Uh-huh. I wonder what that... Uh, it means lucky fishing. <laughs> yeah. I think John's John, you're making... full of it. <laughs> it actually means to be born. Oh. No, no, that's, uh, not, that's Natividad. You got confused. Anyway. Um, no, you... Anyway, well, I'm easily confused, Chris. But <laughs> speaking of confused, um, we do now have Amy on the line from Channel Island Sport Fishing. We promised you'd be back on again today, so be nice to her. And oh, we're gonna find Amy, out what's going I love there. Amy. Well, maybe she's there. Amy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are oh, you doing, guys? Oh, there good. I thought, I thought maybe Grizz scared you off. No, but no, no. Grizz, uh, I'll tell you, Grizz wouldn't scare Amy off for anything. <laughs> hey, We're still waiting on Amy to come fish with me down here. Grizz, speaking of fishing, you've been out down in Baja is a season for whale sharks, isn't it? Yeah, they're all over the place right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, we went out and seen six yesterday in about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're they're a lot of fun, and the little water's a little bit warmer. But uh, they the sharks or the sharks, the whale sharks, are kind of stay down that area. But the whales, especially with the grays and the humpback, migrate from Alaska down to the Baja, and every year they make a trip down and a trip back up. So I think right now is a good time for Amy to tell us about what's happening on their migration. We have had a lot of uh, activities out there. I know they're seeing some. Some humpbacks and, uh, of course, a ton of dolphins and seals, sea lions. It's it's beautiful. It's never a you know a bad trip. Well, it it is. How far out do you have to go? You know, they go to where the whales go. It's not necessarily you know. Oh, we go to this point or that point. They try to really just track and follow the whales. <laughs> that, okay. That's probably good. That's like the elephant in the room. You let them do whatever they're going to do, <laughs> oh, and you just okay. follow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, it's been a tremendous fishing year, and I think maybe next week we'll kind of recap of your great fishing in the years past. But 2013, Grizz, from uh, the Baja all the way up to Alaska, last year was one of the top years. I know in you know, this part of the world, in more south-central California, some people say it's been the best in like 20 years for different reasons. And down there, you know, in the early part of the year started off huge, didn't it? Well, you know, there's a lot of fish, but the size wasn't there this year. Mm. You know, like uh, before, the year before last, I caught 27 marlin over 400 pounds. Gee, those are monsters. This year, I caught four over 400 pounds. Oh, Grizz, you're making us feel sorry for you Well, now. they got educated. But, I mean, there was a lot of fish. I mean, I went out days and caught 12, yeah. 13 but, marlin in a day. Yeah, right. That, 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 it's been, it's been up and down. The yeah. size. Right. It's been up up and down. It's been a great year. You know, farther north, the salmon were good. Alaska salmon was and good. white sea bass. And white, oh, this, this oh, year where we are, incredible. white sea bass has been the best that anybody yeah. can ever remember. I say if this is a global warming, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, Amy, tell us a little bit more about Channel Island sport fishing. Well, you know, it's it's um, the it's kind of a little bit of a, a slow time of year right now. We do have sand dab trips going out uh, every day, which is always fun. Sand dab are absolutely delicious. 
Uh, and that's, that's about all we got what about, going on. Oh, are the lobsters still in? Or that's it is. You know what? Of course. Yeah, the lobster definitely still going until mm-hmm. till March. We still have plenty of time for okay. that. Okay. So you can go out and maybe put a line in, catch some sand dabs, and catch some lobster and have some hot chocolate or whatever else strikes your fancy. Hot toddy. Hot yeah. toddy. you got to put those nets out. <laughs> you don't sell those, yeah. do you? <laughs> you got to bring your own. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyway, that sounds fantastic. Amy, how, how do we get in touch with uh, Channel Island Sport Fishing, or you in particular? Um, you can give me a call here at the landing, uh, 805-382-1612, uh, or online if you want to do it yourself, Cisco's.com. That's an easy one. It is. Uh, uh, is it C-I-S-C-O-S, com. Amy, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All righty. Bye-bye. Hey, Grizz. Bye, Amy. Bye. There you go. There you go. Bye, I'm Amy. waiting on you, dear. Oh, come on, Grizz. <laughs> okay. See you guys. All righty, thanks. Bye. Hey, Gris. Anyway, it has been a great year, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you helping me out in 2013 and making uh, the show interesting and allowing me uh, to have someone that I can uh, count on. Poke, from, poke yes. fun at. Oh, poke fun at. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you think he's going to say. To help, he's going <laughs> to pick on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds just from your voice, Grizz, and your nickname, that you probably have some pretty wide shoulders, and all of this is just rolling right off your back. Yeah, it does. It rolls off my back. <laughs> I I love John. He's like a brother, and I'm yeah. always so tickled when I can be on his show. But, you know, it's hard with us doing the three television shows yeah. now, but I still try you do. to you get do. in there with you. You do. You've been awfully busy, and we just have to figure out how we can put a, uh, in addition to a camera, maybe some kind of a telephone attached yeah. to your fishing rod or something. So that, There uh, you go. We can, a we GoPro. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Grizz, uh, again, go to ASOB online, and I think we're going to have to get your webpage put together you can listen to fish talk radio on that along with uh oh facebook you, you really keep well on that so uh, make sure you tune in to find out where and when he is okay gene thank you very much oh it's been it's such a pleasure grizz always good um it's always a pleasure to talk to you but uh we're going to end this segment you are listening to fish talk radio Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellow tail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez. 
Playa del Sol and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio with Gene Cedar. And joining in the party, we have the Grizz, and we're having a good time. Yes, uh, we are. And uh, <laughs> during that little short break, Grizz and uh, uh, Gene were reminiscing about the good old days. Uh, on the Bighorn on, on River. The Bighorn. Okay. Yeah, separate trips, but, but uh, yeah, good stories. No, it is. And well, let's, we got a lot of stuff that we could start talking about, but we've only got a couple of minutes. So let's just kind of finish up a little bit with, first of all, the uh, Scott Layseth, that thing about keeping the fish dry. Yeah. I, I had never thought about that, but because, uh, you know, to me, the important thing is keeping the oxygen away from it. But uh, that was a good tip. Keeping it cold. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bleeding it, another well, biggie, because yeah. even mackerel are good if you bleed them right away. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about shares for a second, Grizz. I know Sierras, that you've got a bunch yes. of those going on down there. Let's tell us a little bit that about was, those. That was a segue to Grizz. Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you about, John? Uh, uh, the uh, Sierras. It's uh, it's similar to a oh, mackerel, but not quite. Are, yeah. The Sierras are here. The Sierra mackerel are here by the hundreds. I mean, you go out and catch 30, 40 of them in a minute. And they're a lot of fun to catch, too. Yeah, they are, especially if you go to light tackle. Don't try to take your your big rods out there because it's not necessary. Put a 20-pound mm-hmm. test out there and use some bass stuff, spinning mm-hmm. okay. rods. Well, I mean, they're just everywhere right now. Grizz, one of the first time I went out after Sierra, I think I lost 10 hooks before I brought one to the boat. <laughs> well, you need to use a little bit of wire, John. Mm-hmm. They have big teeth. Well, but they do, but then you know, some people say they don't bite it. But whatever you do, if you if you get that hook in the corner of their mouth, they're yours. But if it goes down, those teeth are razor sharp. Yeah, they are. You got to be careful when you take the mm-hmm. hook out. So you do you do put a little bit of wire. You. you put but about about a twelve inch wire leader. 
I don't. I use about six inches. All okay. I use. Yeah, just to still so the hook, hook still is extra. up to uh, right now six, seven, eight pounders. Oh, those are awesome. They make great ceviche, and they got a really nice. It's not soft. It's a little firm, but just a nice white meat that's that makes you know soft. Well, it is. Not, yeah. It's soft. It's not mushy. Yeah. But it's make great ceviche, and Grizz says you well, can even I steak them up. Well, I cut them in steaks, John. What I do, I just steak mm-hmm. them out. And then I put them in extra virgin oil and uh, then fry them in the steak on sides. And then I'll tell you a little secret. If you really want a surprise okay. for just a little bit of vinegar extract on top Vin- of it. Vinegar or? I'm sorry. Uh, vanilla extract. I'll be darned. That is interesting. Okay, well, I'll try it. Um, I would never have thought of that, but uh, Grizz, when he gets into the kitchen, sometimes he's get you know this light bulb above his head goes off, and who knows what he's going to come up with. It's creative cooking. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, uh, I've been very fortunate with the new uh, reality show that we're doing, uh, Chef on the Water. Mm-hmm. I have learned learning. something from people from all over the world, the best chefs. Mm-hmm. Well, it might be a good idea to tune into that just to get some tips on what to do with some of the stuff you catch. Mm-hmm. Well, all you have goes to my website, and everything is going to be put up now. And you get all kind of tips and chefs from Greece, uh, Argentina, okay. and United Gr- States. Chris, is that uh, ASOB online? Yeah, just go to ASOB online and then Dot com. Mm-hmm. click on Chef on the Water. Okay, ASOB online. Okay, and also we want people to uh, go to fishtalkradio.com, and we're trying to kind of relaunch our Facebook with Fish Talk Radio. Uh, tune in, put, uh, put uh, some kind of a post up, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure that you're well taken care of. And make there sure you, you friend everybody and share it as we're trying to re- get back into that. That's the world we live in, isn't That's it? That's it, and, okay. and I don't want to be left out. I'm GeneCedar.com, you, you know, you for go. my real estate. <laughs> S-E-D-A-R. That's it. Right, okay. Well, I, Grizz, I think that uh, Rob is trying to tell us it's time to to get out of here and go fishing. There you yeah, go. But uh, I don't know what the weather's like down there, but on the West Coast, it's awesome. And let's get some trips together next year and go down and visit with you, Grizz. There you go. All right. Okay. All right, you're listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be tuning in again next week. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing.